Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Adloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15 and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast, a chance to talk, share and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club, this is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to Griefcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello. 
Hello, thank you so much for listening and welcome to all the new listeners we've had since the British Podcast Awards. Thank you for joining us for some cheery chats about death. If you do enjoy the show, please do rate, review and subscribe. I know every podcast asks you to do that, but it really does help me keep making the show. And if you have done so already, thank you so much. It is genuinely appreciated. This week's guest is stand-up and writer Sarah Barron. Sarah is the author of two essay collections, The Harm in Asking and People Are Unappealing, and has written for Vanity Fair on This American Life and is a frequent host of The Moth, True Stories Told Live. She came in to talk to me about her IVF treatment she had a few years ago and the miscarriage she went through. Welcome to Griefcast. I'm here today with comedian and writer Sarah Barron. I'm already laughing. You're making me laugh. That's so sweet. It's the formality of it based on how we we were just being informal together and the transition into formality has made you Can you please explain what you just explained? Yes. We basically, to test the levels, um, your producer said, can you make Sarah laugh? And I, one of the many horrible things about me is I'm actually not really an easy natural laugher. Yes. Yeah. yeah, And that's not about not enjoying stuff. I just, but you have told me personally some very good fart stories and I so didn't see them coming when you and I when I was like talk about your IBS. So I made you talk about your farting at soft play. Farting at soft but play. But can you say because you just called it what did you call it crop so dusting? So crop dusting. I've not heard this before. I used to do it when I waited tables. I did it for many years. <laughs> is like you. It's basically essentially it's farting while walking. <laughs> Nothing makes me And you laugh sort more. of just oh, let it. You just you're you're sprinkling you're right sprinkling like the you're fertilizer. Just sprinkling you're, the fertilizer yeah. on the world. <laughs> In a slow release. So you told a funny story about soft play oh, yesterday, yeah, no, and that I, did make me that laugh. That did make me laugh. But I was, the reason I really want crop dusting, I didn't know that was cool because that's what my brother does all the time. Oh, so because this stuff runs in a family. Oh, yeah. We, as I've said before, a big family of artists. So right, my brother, the worst story was when he was on the tube and he stood up and he he crop dusted down. But it was so... (laughs) It's just when people act like farts aren't funny. They're effing funny. So funny. And it was so bad that he said literally like one by one, each person went, oh, 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 as he walked down because his his ass was head height. (laughs) And then... Then he got to the doors so and he turned around because he was like, oh, that was really bad. <laughs> and the doors were like, beep, 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 beep. And he just said the whole carriage, like this whole row of people looking at him going like, you're disgusting. <laughs> he kind of shrugged it. He was like, sorry. They knew it was him. Yeah. See, as a, I really do knew. still think as a man, you can be bold in that way. Like, mm. I once cleared I a Starbucks, like in <laughs> mid-Manhattan. I was, it was like in my writing days and I would sit with computers at a Starbucks for hours. And there was just, it was at my like most dysfunctional eating. Yeah. So yeah. I was like not eating any carbs and only eating like I was on like a I don't know I was doing something with sun-dried tomatoes I mean, <laughs> what that does to your system oh, is God. something else yeah. and I just it was like every, it was like why is this midtown Manhattan <laughs> one o'clock on a weekday these three tables empty it's like Sarah Barron is farting and clearing we're going to prove that we can talk about things other than farting, but I think it's so human. And if you're afflicted, which both of us are. Oh, so bad. It's just, it's just this, this part of your life. It's probably that, which is why I think, again, a bit like death. (laughs) Yeah. You've got to laugh. It's a unifier. Anyway, on this, on on this much more. So obviously we know each other. Hence why we can talk about farts. I don't do this with all my guests. Mm. <laughs> so I've never met you before. Tell me about Tell your me farts about your and your grief. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's that a bit of an unusual. Yes. No, unusual, unusual because we, you know, I guess normally we talk about 
more conventional forms of grief, but I think it's a really important form of grief. Um, who are we remembering today? That's what I normally ask. Right, I know, I know. To because, answer. of course, I would never show up to a podcast without having listened. So, <laughs> so... Because I was thinking about that question yeah, and yeah, in yeah. my context how uncomfortable yeah, it is. It's tricky. So it's a... Uh, um, <laughs> You laugh because what else, right? Like, so we're remembering like a, a teeny tiny fetus. Yeah. Because what we're going to try and talk about is infertility. And I had a miscarriage. And I think like miscarriages are, there's so much variation in what that can mean to yeah, somebody. And yeah. you've never had one. I haven't. No, yeah. I haven't had a miscarriage. So many people have like. Yeah, yeah. So many people have quite... I'm at a stage now where I don't, and I just turned 39, and I don't know. And, you know, this is anecdotal evidence, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not whatever. But I don't know any women over 35 sort of actively trying to get pregnant who haven't had it. Yeah. So that's why I was like, Karen, you have, right? I, I know, because it's so common. It's and I so am, common. I am, you know. And you have not. I'm very I lucky. I hope that you don't. But so, so I how think many that, Have you had more than one or you've had? No, I just had the one. one. Right. And I think, like, I know so many women who have had a miscarriage in a variety of contexts. And it can be like upsetting but yeah. not the end of the world and like when it happened with me I had been trying to get pregnant for two years mm. some people try for eight you yeah. know what I mean but it was two awful years it's such a variable thing it's so variable which I think is also why it's quite hard to, for sometimes if you if you haven't experienced so I haven't but obviously I, I have a lot of friends who have and right. family that have right and I think it is hard perhaps that's why it's hard to talk about as well because it's not it's not people one don't thing. know where to begin. Yeah, and exactly. I think also even like the the what it is physically is different for people. Like I think like some people go through excruciating physical yeah, pain yeah. with a miscarriage, and for another woman, it's like a period. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's I think also is the sort of what's the word sort of urban myth of it of like oh it's just a heavy period, and I know friends who were expecting that and then had the and it's like, like you were in agony like labor which I can't, you know it's it's like and you look in your underpants and yeah. there's like a mm. miscarriage yeah, in it you know yeah. um so that was we had tried for two yeah, years so let's go back so you you had started IVF or so we like I so so first of all I do not believe like I always thought I was going to struggle to get pregnant and why, then I why 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 don't know. You just had a feeling. It was just, and I, and, and that's what I want to, it's not like, because sometimes, carry out what I believe is that our bodies know these things, and I, I don't yeah. think that. I think this is all weird coincident yeah. stuff. But I just always thought I would struggle. And so when I went off the pill, and it was like, okay, maybe now we would start trying, and the timing isn't ideal, but yeah. whatever. I thought, like, let's... I was 34 and my husband was 40. So it was like, let's not waste time. Yeah. Like, let's not be that but couple. But it's not scary. That's no, not no, no. Like it's not like, like oh, I'm we're... starting trying at 40, you yeah, know, but let's yeah. let's not take three years to learn that yes. we will struggle. Yes. So I went quite quickly, got all this work done, which with women is just blood work. And it was like, yep, you're good. And I was like, I'm good. I'm just good. That's so weird. My whole life I thought 
That's so strange. I'm just... Like, I think, honestly, it was like I had really light periods and yeah. no tits. Oh, uh, yeah, And yeah, I thought, yeah. you know, it's illogical and stupid, but I was I like, know what you mean, though. Yeah, you do think, oh, well, that's what being a woman is, which is complete bullshit. Right, yeah. but you're like, I guess there's not a lot. See, I have really bad periods, really heavy, really painful. Yeah, so, like, I guess I I really worried that I wouldn't be able to get pregnant easy, but I guess because I, like, I'm so aware of my period all the time. Yeah, your face, that, that face is, is like, like, like so, like female and fertile and <laughs> oh you don't feel it you feel right. like shit like it's so painful I know because I met I was talking to two other comedians once it was I won't name names but it was two girls and one girl has really really bad period pain and me and her were talking like you know yeah like Jesus Christ and like just talking about how you can't get up and this other girl was like wow I've never had it and me and yeah. her were like oh, oh, like I felt like I do when people tell me I've never known anyone who's died I'm like what what you from right right well that's so my period has gotten um more significant since having a kid but i would have been that person previously i never had period pain i didn't the idea of as i call it pms was like not i I just so and i felt unwomanly to be fair that has no relation scientifically (gasps) to your even though someone says that to you you're like and even though you're you know so i just sort of but they said you were good they said i was good and so as you know as is often the case with men who have to give a sperm sample, I had to do a little bit of nudging with my husband. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out his sperm was not good. Ugh. And I was like, isn't that just interesting? <laughs> so anyway, but that's who you want to be. Like, yeah. if you're going to be a couple with fertility issues, you, like, bad sperm, no problem. Yeah. Like, that's easier. Is you it? are the A-plus team. You're uh. the king of the losers. And we were like, <laughs> we are king of the losers. I'm in good shape. Yeah, they get some yeah. sperm, they stick it up you, you're good. And so we... Did this round of IVF and we and if were, people don't know, like what's when you say did a round. So what it up? means is you start taking, you know, for oh God, I'm you know, you talk about this stuff and you're like, I want to make it interesting. How does this become interesting? <laughs> like part of what is terrifying about mm. IVF is that the struggle to have a baby, it's not a, a death situation, but you know, when people are like, life or death, yeah. it is a lot like it is. It is difficult if you have not been in it how crazed it starts oh, to make you. Yeah, so as a couple day, in it? that, you are so vulnerable. Yeah. And the shit that the businesses that spring up yeah. around people that desperate. So yeah. so some of the best advice I got given was find a doctor you trust and listen to what he or she says. Yeah. I am henceforth going to refer to it as a him, not because all doctors are him, <laughs> but my doctor was a him. Yeah. Um because you get told a million different things. And there must don't be know, so much stuff on the there's internet. There's so many different and, things yeah. to listen. You don't know what to believe. People will tell, you know, there are, like, I got a bunch of acupuncture um, because I, know, I found. Because some people say. And I found this guy who charged 20 pounds for acupuncture because yeah. his whole thing was these 80-pound acupuncture sessions. Yeah. It's a song and dance to take advantage of women who are like, will acupuncture yeah. help me? Does this kind of massage help me yeah. if I drink this tea? Like, and you will do anything. And I was having acupuncture when I got pregnant, but for very separate reasons, oh. for something else. I think for my like bad knee or something. And when I went to see him, I was like, oh, you know, I found out I'm pregnant just, you know, and he was like, oh, you know, like you're welcome. And I was like, I, re- I really don't think I, I don't like, think so. I don't think you had much to do. 
I think it was the sex I had. With my husband when I was ovulating and when he ejaculated. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And also, I hadn't been seeing him for that reason. So it wasn't like we were focusing on that at all. So listen, I believe in acupuncture. Yeah, but but I also think that it what they tell you you can do, you know, all this stuff. So you're just in this unbelievably vulnerable place. You don't know what to believe. So we like knock around, we see some people, we that people, you know. And finally, we find this one doctor who seems really trustworthy, and um, then you take a bunch of hormones as a woman. So you're injecting yourself with hormones? No, you, you start off, them? it's a nasal spray. Oh, my God. And then that, like, freezes your system, and then wow. they take control of your system. Oh. Then you start injecting yourself. Wow. Then you produce all these eggs. Then you get a general anesthetic. Oh my god. They go up into you. They take up the they take out all these eggs. Oh my and god. it's sort of this law of diminishing returns. It's like we got 12 yeah. and then they have to inject those with sperm and then the ones that take, yeah. you know, from 12 it goes to 6 and from 6 it goes to 4 and from 4 it goes to wow, 2 and that you know yeah, it's sort of yeah. like that. So then they... And I've had friends that have had one, you know, that's it, this one. The, the oh. number of horror stories you hear yeah. about, I mean, and by the way, like, if you don't go through the NHS, and we didn't, because it's like a two-year, it can be like a two-year wait list to yeah. get started, and it's like, you'll spend any money. Yeah. So this is 7,500 pounds straight out the gate. Wow. Just gone. Yeah. So we did it. Okay, this is the first round. This You've is done the it. first yep. round and we're get, you know, and then and then they hold them and they see how they're doing and then your bot so then you wait 5 days and then they put them up you. Yeah. These fertilized Wow. You know, they fertilize these blastocysts. Yeah. And they put them into you. So there it's not a question as to whether or not they fertilize. It's a question as to whether or not the fertilized blastocyst implants in your uterine wall. Right, yeah. That your body's like, "Yep. Yep, let's we'll okay. take this one." Yeah, yeah. And then you're sat there, then you wait for 10 days, and it's, you know, and I, the worst 10 days of your life. If those yeah. are the worst 10 days of your life, you lived a very privileged life, and yeah. indeed I had, you know? Yeah. But it's a miserable 10 days, and there's a message that is just relax. You know, the best thing you can do is relax. Oh. And you're getting that message when, you know, and part of it's what... It's a bit like when you're, like, it's you know, when you're waiting to have the baby, and they're like, the best thing you do is not be stressed. You're like, and this you're is like, the most stressful I'm, thing I've ever done. This is the most stressful thing I've ever done. <laughs> And um, and part of why I loved this doctor was he was like, that's bullshit. He's like, women, think about the contexts in which women yeah. get pregnant and give birth. Yeah. Stress is not a component here. Yeah. Um, and we were told, like, it was every, you know, the the quality of the black, like, every, we were like the A-plus clients, all yeah. this stuff. And I was just seized with this level of anxiety. Yeah. And it was horrible, horrible, horrible. And I didn't get pregnant. And I was so devastated and... Um, you know, what's tough about like assisted fertility, IVF, whatever you want to call it, is no story. Other people want to tell you their stories. Yeah. Which I think with any kind of grief is like, and people are trying to be kind. Yeah. But also, I do think people love to tell. And I, I mean, I have caught myself doing it. Like, yeah. and it is that I want to be helped. And I like to tell my own story. <laughs> yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. And all IVF stories are either like, we got pregnant on the first round, and you're like, okay, you can just get in and out. Or it's like, okay, listen, Sarah, it took them seven rounds. And yeah. you're you're in the midst of the the longest couple of months of your life. And I guess, yeah, it's that thing of like, it's you just don't know what's going to happen. It, you it, just the, don't know. So any story is bullshit. It's bullshit. Like, and also, you don't... 
obviously part of what you do is you, you're right. You're talking before dealing with this level of yeah. grief and these diagnoses and all this sort of stuff. But if you're not in that world, yeah, you well, it, don't it, understand how much control you have over everything else all the time, yeah. always. And it's it does remind me of like when you know you say, oh, so and so is ill, and someone goes, look, she'll have the chemo, she'll be fine, and you're like. Or she might not. Or but she again, might not. And how do you? It's people's. They want to control something because they feel out. They see you feeling out of control. Right. And they're trying to help. Like you said, it's so coming from and a good place. And there's not a right thing. There almost isn't a right. I there's think, just not a right thing to say. Yeah, and I almost think sometimes that's what you have to say. Like. I don't have anything to say. I'm really sorry. Like, right. I can't really say anything, can I? Right. And then you'd be like, no, you can't. You right. can't. Thank you. <laughs> like, right. And my my best friend, she so she's Miss Fertile. Like, she tries for a mm. month. She gets pregnant. So she knew that she was in a tough position with yeah. me. And when so, when, so so basically, I did this round of IVF. It didn't work. Recover, 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 do a second round, and it worked, and I got pregnant, and I was like, you know, just a level of joy that I had not experienced, and pretty quickly, it was like, this looks like, and you know, thank God it was actually quickly, and not like at 13 weeks, or having, you know, but, but there was essentially, when, when you get pregnant, on a round of IVF, they monitor you like they do in like in the states. Women are checked up on all the time with their yeah, pregnancies not, because not so you can make here. some money. <laughs> yeah, off it, yeah, right. Yeah. So here, that doesn't happen. So we went in, and it was like it took a long time to find a heartbeat. Right. And it was like, okay, um, okay. So, and I, you know, that it's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? It was like, well, it, it, we don't really know what it means. Oh, it's just, you never, ever want a doctor to say it. Right. <laughs> but they say it quite a lot. Yeah. you're just like, you have to know everything. I want right. You I want you to know everything. Yeah. I want an answer now, you know? Yeah. So it was, basically, I had this week where it looked like things looked really suspect, but we, but it might be fine, but it might not. We yeah. had to wait for that week, and it was a real unpleasant week. And, you know, several people are like, listen, this could be this. You are pregnant. It's, you know, yeah. and my my best friend said something I don't even, this is so funny now. I can't remember what she said, but it was like, it was somehow acknowledging that it could really go badly. Yeah. And it was like wanting to give that to me so that she could be trusted in the future. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to like yeah. say the difficult. Like, I'm going to be, yeah, we're going to do this together, but yeah, that means I like, might have to say like, some horrible stuff. Right, right. So, yeah. And then we went back a week later and it was like, I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. It's not a, no. it's not a thing. Fuck, to go from like everything's great, such extreme yeah. joy to such devastation, and and did you? I mean, I'm only guessing. How did you feel? Like I, I've done something. Did you feel like that? Or no, I didn't. Oh, I good. felt like, and you know, thinking about, I'd never. You know, you move through life with. Well, I was saying you, but you, I don't know that you do. But like. Like, my life had been untouched by real tragedy. Right. I think there's a very... I, I don't think, actually, this is real tragedy, right? Because end of story is I have a two-year-old yeah, now, yeah. you know? So so there's that. But, but in the moment, of it course. felt... It was like a level of anger that I had not yeah. experienced before. Wow. Because nothing really bad had ever happened to me. Yeah, yeah. 
And it felt I hadn't ever been on the receiving end of something so unfair. Yeah. Well, I, again, it, it's that it's a grief because you're completely out of control. Right. So someone's just saying, like, there's no argument. You can't. Doesn't matter how much you beg or plead or you say, oh, this really matters to me. The life just goes right. No, and you're like, and no. you, you, of course, you're 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 a smart person. Yeah. You know that life isn't fair. You know, but you're like, you don't. No, this know life isn't it. fair. Like, oh, I didn't get that seat or I didn't get that job or like, and right. then there's there's things get taken from you. You have no say in it. That's, right, um, and it yeah. was, and you know, I felt embarrassed almost by how shocked I was by how privileged I'd been up until that yeah. point. You know, sort of consciously knowing that I was very lucky and yeah, yeah. had had a very lucky life in terms of illness and, you know, real bad shit. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. like blind with... Right? Because that was what the doctor was saying. Like, yeah. look, this is... This is, I, you know, and they, they, I mean, because come on, you know, miscarriages happen all the time, yeah, the fertility yeah. stuff. They got people on the job, literally, yeah. who come in to talk to a woman in this moment. And they brought that woman in. Wow. And, you know, she's there to, you know, deal with me and my husband and all this stuff. And, you know, the message that they're giving you is this is very upsetting. Yeah. And it's very, very common. Yeah. And it's just the likelihood that this could have been a miscarriage was... Something like one in three. I mean, it's so high. Yeah. And but then you're just sat there being like, oh, but that's two in three that it shouldn't have yeah. been. Why? The, you know, just consumed with rage. And also, you're pumped full of hormones, right? Right. And so you're that's the other problem. Full of hormones. You're not. You're not at your most rational. You're not at that like, okay, cool. I got you know, sure. Right. I understand statistically. You're at that feeling of like, I want, yeah, and that I want a baby is, it's. Until it hit me, I didn't believe it. I thought it was a cliche. I thought yeah, it but was when bullshit. it hits you, when it hits and you, and I can remember being on a bus and saying to my husband, like, I when I think about my dream version of my career, yeah, yeah, you know, like that really private, humiliating, <laughs> like stuff, and the Oscar goes to right, yeah. exactly, and the Oscar goes to right, right, um, and this is so, so, so stupid and embarrassing, but like when at this point, as a woman who wanted so badly to be pregnant and have a baby and all this. The idea of a pregnancy and childbirth and, like, holding a newborn, yeah. like, that was, it felt immeasurably bigger to me than yeah. and the Oscar goes to. Yeah, it does. And it feels it like was something the, really loud. It, and, it, it, it's yeah. so overwhelming when you yeah. want it and you think you might not get it. So what happened after that, if you don't mind me asking? So they said this one's Oh, yeah. So, 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 what, so, so, I, so people have multiple miscarriages, right? Yeah. And I was like over my dead fucking body. <laughs> I'm not doing it because we're paying... 7,500 pounds every time we do this. When is it 70? Oh, you, okay. It's worth something like 8,000 pounds. So it's yeah. like... No, so you're we, saying it in that American way, which was making me think of 75 pounds. Sorry. I'm paying like, 75 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I was like, right, sorry. 7,500. So it's basically like, like 8,000 pounds right. a go every time oh, you do this. And that's, God. I swear to God, that's the farthest thing from your mind. <clears throat> yeah. You don't even, you, you, you just, you know, the way that if, if suddenly you were going to pay, not the way, it's a different thing. But, no, sure. you, you know, if someone was going to be like, yeah, yep, yeah. you just do it and yeah. you're just thinking about something else. Um, so we get told that it's going to be a miscarriage. I am then like, 
I will not, because some miscarriage, most miscarriages are a one-off, yeah. but also so many people have repeat miscarriages because there's another yeah. thing going on. I was like, I, I, yeah. I can't. Of course I could have, because this is the thing we go, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And then it happens and you deal with it. Mm. And so then you make a choice about whether or not you do, you get it sort of manually removed yeah. or you wait it out. And then you can make a choice to save it wow. and submit it oh, right. for, like, testing yeah, yeah. to confirm that it's not a genetic issue. Yeah, yeah. So now this seems so strange to me, but it also at the time I was like, I'm going to wait this out because I can't have, like, my I felt like my body was so broken that it couldn't get pregnant naturally, yeah. even though intellectually I know it's that my husband's sperm doesn't swim, like... <laughs> Um, which I should just say he's very open about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I always say about him is the man looks like he'd have bad sperm and he has bad sperm. <laughs> this is not like Mr. King, like six foot four, Mr. Athlete. I have this like nebbishy, tiny, bookish husband with no swimmers. <laughs> his, his, they're reading. The sperm are reading. Yeah, the sperm are busy swimming. reading. Yeah. So um, I think I just needed to feel my body do something naturally. Yeah, I can understand. And especially when you've been mucked about with. Yeah, That's you're just how, like, yeah, let You get let to a me... point sometimes, you're like, I just don't want to be, I don't want someone down there poking around again. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just need a break. Just let me. Yeah. Oh, and no, do you know what? So funny. Like, this stuff feels so key to you. It's so key to, and, and now I'm like, oh, wait, no. The other thing was, is that my oldest friend, like from when I was four years old, she had fertility woes like like nobody's business that resulted in a stillbirth at one point. Just like mm. she had horrible luck, horrible luck, horrible luck. That she finally got pregnant and lost the baby like eight months. Just oh. nightmare, nightmare stuff. And um, prior to the stillbirth, she had had a miscarriage and they'd taken it out of her oh, wow. and they'd fucked up her uterus oh, oh and God. that was then why she struggled to get pregnant and then she finally did get pregnant and then had this stillbirth she has a beautiful five-year-old now but but the point is i had even though that was like a one in a thousand thing yeah, i knew a person had happened to, i was like no nah. yeah so i weighed out this miscarriage and i had no idea what to expect yes yeah, so, and you're just waiting you're just kind of waiting for this thing to come out of your oh, body God. But the thing about IVF that's interesting when it doesn't work is that, and it happened to me both times, is that this thing starts to happen where all these hormones start leaving you. And it's, you know, when like you've been really sick with a flu uh, yeah. and suddenly you start to feel normal again and just the feeling of normalcy, which is how uh, you feel, yeah. feels like this electric shock of adrenaline. It's sort of like that. So even though something really upsetting is happening, you're waiting on a miscarriage. All these hormones are leaving you. You kind of start to feel really good. That's like, how bad my PM PMT is. Are you serious? Yeah, me and Pascal have it really bad. So like we talk about this like golden week, and you the hormones leave your body, and you honestly go. And we always joke. That's how men feel. Like I feel normal. <sighs> I feel normal. I, I I'm in control when people say things. I'm like, oh, that's reasonable. I'm not like, <gasps> what? Like so. It is. It's not. You're not just talking about physically how you feel. You have these more emotional. Oh, responses. like really horm- Yeah, like so hormonal. Like insanely. Like for yeah, the week of my. I also oh I like I I use this app which I talk about a lot called Clue now, where you can track like your periods and your hormones. And so you put in every day, like, literally how you're feeling, like, sad or happy or stressed. And it made me realise, like, it's 
you know, people think, oh, PMT is the week before your period. No, my PAT, PMT is like mid-cycle, like as my hormones get ready to p- kick in. So my brother and his wife, um, and they're younger. My brother is four years younger than I am. And um, they are Mr. and Mrs. Fertile. Oh, yeah. So they're younger. So it was like we were sort of all doing these things at the same time. And they like they cannot have unprotected sex uh, and not get pregnant. Yeah. So that's piece of information number one. Um, when they got married, so I got married in 2013, they got married in 2012, her dad passed away, oh. I think, seven weeks before their wedding. Oh, and God. she, it, and it was, you know, it was and wasn't sudden. He'd had cancer, but it had sort of been okay, yeah. and then it wasn't. And she's uh, such a soldier. Like, she, it's not even, like, repression. She just is not a fucking victim. First of all, be a victim. I don't yeah, even, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would, you know. No, people I don't deal even, with it differently. But yeah. she just, she's not a self-pitying person. Yeah. And, um... Anyway, and it was a very intense wedding, and that's that. So that had happened, and then, you know, a year later, I got married, and we had a tiny wedding, and there was this moment when I went in to the bathroom, and there was... I, I can just sort of remember, like, seeing my sister-in-law sort of wiping at tears and someone near her, and there was this real sense of, like, don't upset the bride. Everything yeah, is fine. Yeah. You know, and what I, what I of course, was able to realize was, like, it was just real intense for her to yeah. s- see me with my father at my wedding. Yeah. When I was in the throes of all this fertility stuff, yeah, yeah. like, I'm very, in again, in a way, like, very close with my father. And when I've thought about... Um, like when I'm trying to gain perspective, now I have a kid, so then you just think about the healthy year. That's the thing you always do is like, well, my kid's healthy, my kid's healthy. Part of that would be like, my dad's alive. Yeah. My dad's alive. Because he, you know, he's an older man. And I just, and I, the point is the thing that I am most fearful of is my father dying. Wow, yeah. Said with sensitivity. <laughs> and I hope a bit of self-awareness, Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I. But it's the same as me sitting here being like, oh, I haven't had a miscarriage. Like, you know, everybody has their own story. Well, yes. Anyway, I hope it yeah. did. But, you know, that that's yeah, the thing yeah. I try and be like, you have this. Yeah. You have yeah. this. You have this. Um, And I've done that my whole adult life. Yeah. Dad's alive. Today wasn't that bad. Dad's alive. You can yeah. call up your dad today. And in the throes of all of this, I would try and remember her in that state. You know, she yeah. gets pregnant like this. And. And sort of try and get myself to a place of, look what you have. And I could, yeah. and I, it would be this feeling of like, if some, I mean, in the throes of it, be yeah. like, if someone showed up right now and was like, okay, your dad's going to get cancer tomorrow, but you will have a successful pregnancy. I'm, I mean, I, I was so, yeah. I'd been like, okay, I need to have a child. Like, yeah. it, it fucks with you on it such really does. an intense and like I said, those level. Those are, especially, insane. I can't imagine that you're, it's bad enough. It's bad enough having inverted commas normal hormones, but to be injecting them. And the other thing is that, you know, even though you're you're obviously dealing with amazing doctors, no one is no one knows what hormones really do to people. Right, and it right. affects everyone so different. I mean, like look at like we said, we're similar ages, you know, similar right. women. Two completely different periods. Right. Like hormones send people absolutely crazy. Like I feel like listening to you talk about a period, it feels as strange to me as if I were a man listening yeah, to it. Yeah, like yeah, I'm like, yeah. what happened to you? Yeah, I know. Um, so then you've decided to go just let it take its course. So it's going to take its course and I'm sort of feeling okay. And I go to see Josie Long's show oh, yeah. with a friend of mine who is pregnant because everyone's, <laughs> everyone's pregnant, you know. 
But that's how you feel when your dad dies. You feel like everyone starts talking about their dad or something, or dads, or it's Father's Day. Yeah, like, I'm sure. You know, uh, right. It's turn, just, it's it constant. gets turned up, doesn't and it? And she's, you know, being as good and loving and beautiful as she can. And Oh, that must be really hard. hard. Yeah. And of course, if you were... If you wouldn't have been trying for IVF, all you'd have done is like, so how are you feeling? How's the pregnancy? Right. And, and it's then about it becomes, me now. You it becomes know what I mean? this thing of like, I don't want to ask you or I can't ask you. or Yeah. It's really tough because yeah. you can't be the normal. Yeah. Right. Normal. You, can't, you can't be normal. You yeah. can't be normal. You're sitting there being like, I would give my dad cancer tomorrow to get pregnant. I mean, you, you are out of your mind you're out of your mind and but now I'm feeling a little bit more normal again and I start bleeding at um, on the the south bank beautiful summer day and she's like do you want and I was like oh I wonder what because you have it's like sorry to be graphic but I think it's good to be graphic about bleeding and periods it's like there's a little bit of blood the way that it would be if your period was starting and you're like but what is a misc I have no idea what is this gonna be you don't know. So I, I call a couple of friends up who have had miscarriages, and I'm like, because I don't know where the pain is going to go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So I buy some high-class painkillers. Um, I call up some friends. I'm like, what, you know, try to, like, get a stretch. Like, if I need to go in it to aid it to A&E, what sh- you know, all these sorts of things. And, um, and it was, like, basically over the course of, like, maybe 24 hours it be, it went from and again what is a period even yeah, like what is yeah. period, you know it basically got to be like early labor wow. like i don't know if you when you were in labor like went on a walk or whatever but when you're like kind of trying to walk you know yeah, so you're, you're trying like... to walk but it's like your body is pushing something out wow. but instead of it being a 6 pound baby it's something the size of a sesame seed yeah. that's covered in all this tissue and Fuck. And all this sort yeah. of stuff. And um, so we're, we're sort of doing that and I'm bleeding, but like I kind of feel really good. Like I feel kind of natural and yeah. strong and like my body's doing this thing. And it's it's a weird, helpful reminder that I actually got pregnant. Yeah. And that your so body it's is working. Very, it's sort it's of positive it. and my yeah. body's doing this thing on its own. So... You know, you're bleeding more heavily and all this sort of stuff. And and, and then there's – this is very disgusting. So it. people can not listen if they don't yeah. want to listen. So um, – but then there's also this thing in my brain going, I'm going to save it okay. because I want the doctor to the figure check. out yeah. why it miscarried. Yeah, yeah. And make sure it's not some chromosomal thing that's going to yeah, repeat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, what am I – so I think I call up the doctor. I'm like, what am I looking for? And yeah. he's like, you'll know. Oh, so you're like, what is going to, but I'm like, and I'm not squeamish. So Mm. I'm sort of like fascinated, but I'm like, will I see a, am I going to see a dead baby? Like what the And they do look like tiny. When you go for that first scan, I thought I'd see a bean and I was like, that's a fucking person. That's the shape of a thing. Yeah. I never saw that, right? Yeah, because yeah. they're not gonna, no, right? They're not going to do that. But that fear of like, uh, okay, what is it? What is it? Um, so it's a Saturday. It's like, you know, when we are recording this now, it's like a gorgeous, beautiful <laughs> summer. Day. And it's like that. And my husband and I decide to go see a Melissa McCarthy film at the Islington View and just have like a nice, nothingy, silly day. And we go to get Pinkberry frozen yogurt. And um, I'm just like, every time I stand up, I'm feeling like wow. loads of just blood. Wow. And... But it again, it sort of feels good. Like yeah. it's the best thing that's happened so far. And we—that's how 
I sometimes feel when I have a period because you've had all this hormone build up. It's just like, get out. And you feel so good. You feel get like, oh, it's, it's just coming out. Cleansing. This is great. There's like yes. some kinds of cleansing to do it. When you have it. a heavy period, you're like, oh, that feels better. And also with this Even stuff, you're painful. like, and then you can start again, you know, yeah. and then we've, yeah. we can do this and we can reset and start again. So we go to the Islington View and the, we have our frozen yogurt. And I'm just like, I'm going to go run to the bathroom. And I do. And I'm like, that's the miscarriage. Like, I pull down my pants and there is wow. a miscarriage in my underwear. Fuck. And I was like. Yeah. And, and I, like, I, I don't, it was just the thing. It was, yeah. you know, and it was, it was so shocking. It was like seeing, it would be like if, you know, people are like shocked by physical trauma. Yeah. Like, because suddenly if you see a bone sticking out of your arm, it's yeah. so discombobulating. It was like that. It was like <clears throat> someone took the interior of my body and it was now mm. in a sanitary pad. So it definitely doesn't look period at all. No, it no. is tissue and wow. guts and like... Wow. It's like all of your uterus has come out. Like, it, it's crazy. Fuck. So I'm like, whoa. What do I do? So I just, I t- like, I think I take everything off myself and, like, stuff all this tissue paper into my underpants. And I go into the cinema and I was like, I had the miscarriage. It's out of me. And he's like, what? I was like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> should we leave the film? What's and he was happened? like, should we leave? I was like, I, I don't. Th- I was like, do you think it can go bad? Like, <laughs> and he's like, I, I was like, should we? So we decided oh to God. not eat the frozen yogurt and to use it to keep the miscarriage <laughs> cold because oh what better thing to do in a way than like sit and watch a ridiculous comedy. But also like, you know, sometimes they check your bags in cinema. <laughs> we were already in. You're in. We were safe. We're I'm like, like, and this is... Ma'am, there's a lot of frozen... Don't touch the frozen <laughs> Don't yogurt. Don't touch the frozen yogurt. It's doing something. It's doing a job. Okay. Do not look um, in the tissue. Yeah, don't look in the tissue. Fuck. So we... That's very smart. Like, Thank you. I'm kind Thank of you, impressed that you, you were like... Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know if I'd been that. I think I just would be like, oh, I've got to go home. I've got to go home. I think I would have just had a freak out. I don't know. But that's, to me, that's very I don't know. I think I was so in this zone of feeling like my body was back. Yeah. Or something. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So then we went, so, so that was that. And then, you know, we, I put it in Tupperware, put it in the wow. back of the fridge. And that was like on a Saturday. And on that Sunday we went in and they were like, I had a pregnant woman scan me to ensure that I had oh. nothing living left inside me. And I didn't. And she was a bitch. And everyone oh, no. at the hospital was lovely and wonderful. And it was like, of course the person confirming my miscarriage was pregnant and a bitch. And um, so they sent off this thing for testing. Wow. And it came back like it was a one-off. You're at, you know, the percent. You're you're absolutely fine. Yeah. That you are not someone who's going to have repeat miscarriages. And then a couple months after that, we did it again, and I took a positive pregnancy test and had a pregnancy and had a baby. <laughs> Sorry, it's the like, end. I'll, I'll see you later. Carry Mic drop. Mic drop. But it was, and I think it's so. You know, part of what is impossible about infertility is that, like, there's. This is so something that is embarrassing and I worry stereotypically American where it's like, like, if there's some woman listening to this story right now who's in the throes, it's like, it's horrible to hear about a happy ending. Yeah. Because you're, I, people are different, but I also think a lot of, like, I I would read an article, like there was some, while I was dealing with all this, the cover story on like the weekend magazine in The Guardian was a woman dealing with infertility. And I didn't like her writing. I thought she was very smug. <laughs> and she was, and it, it was like all this stuff. And then she yeah. finally gets to IVF and she does a round of IVF and got, got pregnant on the first round. And when you're, and yeah. I, yeah, 
you because know? you don't know where your story is You ending. don't know where the story is going to end. So you don't have any, <clears throat> you know, but you can't put your foot down and be no. like, well, that's fine because we're planning to do our IVS next time and it's going to work. Like, no. You, there's no control. No, but it, it seems like we're, you know, I, I have a good friend whose son is a week older than mine and she had to do... They committed to eight. They have a lot of money. Yeah. And they're the people who you would want to have a lot of money because they're very nice people. <laughs> um, and they work very hard. And um, they their number was eight. Wow. And she got pregnant on the eighth round, you know. But it's wow. just like it. what it does is it is it robs you. Like when you then become a parent, which yeah. is an incredible thing to get to do if that's the choice that you make and what feels important to you. But then your life is gone. Yeah. And it's sort of like you, you, you lose all. Like, the, in some ways, the worst years of my life were the years before I became a parent. And it would have been, wouldn't it have been lovely yeah, to yeah. have really been drinking in my time with my husband? Yeah, yeah. But whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. so that's part of your, you know. And then I also think what can happen for me anyway is that I, I was so fucked when I actually had a baby. Mm. And I think that, I think it was in part I had an extremely difficult sort of colicky infant but also, this I was gonna have a baby. Yeah, I'd been pressure. waiting for this for you. I mean, the expectations I put on this kid that I would just not, hold not, it not, not, great. Yeah, yeah, and I I was like, it's the greatest thing. Yeah. not that any woman can do, but for me, it's gonna be. And, and we're just gonna so snuggle all day, yeah. and it's gonna be so cute. And babies are so beautiful. I've always loved babies. I love them. It's gonna be so good. And you're like. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was the equivalent of a woman who's like, I can't wait to be married. <laughs> Everything is going to be so amazing and romantic once we're actually. And you're like, what? Oh, honey. Yeah. It's no, just it's, harder it's, to leave. It's just harder to leave. It's just way more yeah, complicated. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. When you have a row, you're like, oh, oh we better sort this out. And we're like, I can't stop. Um, so, but yeah, that's a lot of pressure. It's I, yeah. so much. And I, I mean, having a baby, is, I said, it is, as you said, it's amazing and awful at exactly the same time mm. <laughs> like it really it really is and different phases are good for different you know what I mean like some people I think really feel like they've got an easy newborn and yeah, yeah, yeah. then when you have a one-year-old who's going crazy that's hard and for me it was just like nothing yeah. so, nothing but, was as difficult so as after newborn. you'd had this miscarriage like how did you feel how were you feeling those couple of weeks? Well, my afterwards? best friend had to call me up and tell me she was pregnant again. Oh, that was which, fuck. which I just felt I I genuinely just felt bad for her. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry you've had to do this. Yeah, this is not fun for anyone. And it was also hard because it was her second kid, and the first one, it was like I knew the minute after her husband knew. I was so involved in that pregnancy, and I was still living in New York. And that kid came out, and I met it within hours, mm. and she's mine too. And you know, yeah. it was that. And with this one. She didn't tell me anything because of what I was going through. So yeah, I, like, yeah. found out when she was 12 weeks pregnant, and that was really difficult. And yeah. I knew why, but it was hard. Did you feel a grief for, as you said, that that fetus? Or did you just feel like, I'm just oh, glad well, it's done? I was glad it was done. I didn't feel... so. Because it's so, I mean, I, yeah. so hard. I don't want to say something like, oh, it's so early because that, that just sweeps away other people. Well, this is the thing. It's all these complicated yeah. issues, right? So it's like, for you, obviously, for you. you know, I had, have always thought, like, even when I had, like, very occasional, not even real pregnancy scares mm. in my 20s. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, always, and I don't even like to say this, it feels so scandalous in its way, but I always thought, I don't think I could have her have an abortion. Mm. Because I think for me, yeah. a, pregnancy, a pregnancy, like, 
So of course I think I think if a woman wants to get an abortion when a kid is fucking eight and a half months, if you're eight and a half months pregnant, get an abortion. I don't give a shit. Yeah, get an yeah. abortion. But for me, I always thought yeah, I thought my ability to pro- to con- to project a life. Also, what was complicated is that when you do IVF, of course, sometimes you wind up with blastocysts, which are like advanced embryos that you can freeze. Uh, so, yeah. so my son, who is now two, he was a frozen blastocyst, frozen off this round of IVF that I had the miscarriage on. Wow. So the so I think a certain story that people who have miscarriages can tell themselves is when they then go on, hopefully, to have yeah. successful pregnancies and have children, is like, but I wouldn't have gotten this one yeah, yeah. if I hadn't lost that one. And isn't that an amazing... And my son, whose name is Gene, he was, gonna, he was him all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. he would have been him if the first pregnancy had worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just going to be... And so I think in the <clears throat> throes of it, I thought... My doctor, who I really was like, you will get pregnant. Yeah. You, you're just going to. <clears throat> well, I guess, and he must be looking at, like you said, people in, he's like looking, said, in much more ba- worse physical conditions. Yeah, and, and he's stuff, just like, so. he's like, this is about it. You're having bad luck. Yeah. But it's your husband's sperm. You're going to get pregnant. This yeah. is not, it's a question of when. So we hope the bad luck goes away the next time. But if it doesn't, then, there, you know. So, so he was, that was sort of his thing with me. And I remember thinking... And I've subsequently thought this. I'm like, but, and this sounds really greedy, and it is greedy, um, was I was like, but that, very possibly that was my shot at two kids. Oh, yeah. That was my first one, and this yeah. is my second. But I don't, actually, I don't think that now that I've got this kid, that's, I just don't think it anymore. And it's that's just like, things that you say to torture yourself. Yeah, you that, exactly. It's that's, things you say to talk to yourself. That's pure torture. Like, imagine if that was the person, then you could Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, what... <laughs> Yeah. And I think I'm moderately good at shutting that stuff down. So I, I think I was, you know, I try re- really hard to appreciate what is there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would look at my sister-in-law, who was now having a son that her dad was never going to meet. Yeah. You know, and just like she never says anything about him. Yeah, yeah. And um or she she it's not like that. It's not like we don't say that, you know, and I try to ask questions and say his name and like yeah. do all this stuff and whatever and um I'm a hero. And <laughs> um it's actually about how great I am with her. And um, everybody grieves really differently, yeah. you know, and some people d- don't want to talk about it. That's the other thing like we're all That's like everybody talked and again with like miscarriages and in like you have to be aware like it is important to talk. Obviously, but it's also important to respect whatever anybody wants. And like, there's definitely days when I don't want to talk about it. But someone's like, "Oh, but you're so open about it." You're like, "Oh, every day, every day, I have to be open about my grief." Now you do. That's the calling card. Open (laughs) about it. No, you're like, "Oh, actually, today I was hoping just not to have a conversation about." So it's just, I think if we talked more, people would feel like they had the ability to say, "Oh, I'm not in the mood today," and it wouldn't be so. It wouldn't be so like, "Oh, I'm never going to ask again." That's the problem. Yeah. Because when someone is brave enough to ask. You feel like, oh, I should take this opportunity because they might, they might never yeah. ask me ever again. Yeah. Like, so yeah, and like, I wonder if it's, you know, I don't know, and I'm, I am trying to, you know, look at that connection thing of like, if it is like that with miscarriage of like, sometimes you just don't want to talk about it. Like, I always want to talk yeah, about yeah. it, but that's what I mean. everybody's different. Right, right, everybody's right. Different. Every period, you know, just because we're both women doesn't mean we bleed Our the periods same. Periods are different. Yeah, we all bleed. But yeah, it's. 
it's a complicated thing, but it doesn't mean you should, obviously, like I said, that's why it's worth talking about and worth respecting people don't want to talk about. But it's, it's these, like, I, I have never, I haven't heard about a miscarriage the way you've just described it to me. Again, I, I have a friend recently who had to go through not yeah, a, a similar thing. And I was asking real dumb questions because I was like, oh, I didn't know you went into like labor. I, again, I've always heard this. It's a heavy period. So I just assumed it was like, yeah. oh, period pain. Well, this is but the But you're thing. right. Your body's trying to get rid of something. Yeah. The way, like, you it, know. Like when I, I went in the early stages of, of labor with my son, I went on this long walk. And the early, you know, early contractions yeah, yeah, were similar to yeah. a miss. You know, it was just really intense. Yeah. But ultimately manageable. Yes, you hadn't crossed that other peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. wasn't on the other side. But yeah, pain. like you said, some people, and it obviously depends how late your miscarriage is as well. Yeah, like, so I have a, you know, one of my, I've owned a sort of two NCT friends. One of them had a miscarriage. And she's like... I feel, I almost feel bad about how not bad I yeah, feel. Yeah. You know, it can, it's just. Yeah, it really depends. It, it depends on very. So and I think it's, again, it's the, what's the word? Not the, like the limitations of language. Like yeah. the word miscarriage covers everything. Too much. Like the word period covers everything. Right. But actually, like, it doesn't really, you know, just miscarriage, it doesn't cover enough, does right. it? Of like actually what that means to somebody and the, right. and the different narratives that can form. Right, right, right. But yeah, so then you, you know, how long did you wait from that to So that miscarriage, <laughs> let me think about that. That must have been mid-May. Like, so three years ago, probably exactly. Because I remember, when yeah. was the general election? Oh, yeah, it's normally the start was of it May. Was the 7th it? or yeah. something? It was like that was the day that the day of the general election was the day we found out the pregnancy was maybe not viable. And then it, oh, it was just a horrible God, month. that's awful. And um, so June, July, August, I think it was about two months. Wow, okay. And then you start back on the hormones. And... No, <coughs> because if, it's, if you're using a frozen one, mm. basically all the stuff about them pumping you full of hormones and getting you to oh, make to all these the eggs, eggs and pull out, ah. out all the eggs. That part is done and done for you already. Ah. So now they're just making sure your body is like getting real fertile. Yeah. Um, a nice thick lining. Oh, on yeah, the, the thick lining. The womb, <laughs> and then just putting it up you. Wow. So we did that. And then when they said to you, you're pregnant, did you, like, how well, long so, were you terrified so, for? Well, so I, so my anxiety was through the roof, right? Yeah. And I was like, and I remember, like, so Jeff, my husband, and I were just sort of, we were trying to do like stupid things to have fun. Yeah. So we like went to see Billy Elliot. Like we were just <laughs> trying to like, it was like joy, joy, yeah. nothing, fun, be fun, have fun, do fu- anything joyous. Yeah. And we went to see Billy Elliot and there's a the scene in Billy Elliot, the musical, which was so horrible <laughs> like there was so because it's so far into its run at this yeah. point like everyone in that audience is on their iPhone not even watching the show <laughs> that you can't complain to tell them to get off their iPhone oh my god and the big scene is like when he's about to find out yeah if he has made it into the dance school and yeah. I couldn't watch the scene like oh, wow. anything that had to do with like yeah. l- finding out a result was oh, like wow I mean yeah. beyond anxiety producing for me anyway so I was trying to think about how to control my anxiety. Yeah. And this friend of mine who finally got pregnant on an eighth round of IVF, who is very smart and just no bullshit, like, 
She's one of those women, you know? She's yeah, the yeah. best, and what you see is what you get and all that. And she had worked with a hypnotist. Oh, wow. And I've heard that, like, very high anxiety levels makes you very – like, it can make it very effective. And I yeah. thought – all right, let's give this a go. Yeah, yeah. And I live in Northeast London, and I was sorry. Hi- hypnotists are plenty. <laughs> no, I had to go to Croydon. Oh my god! So I travel all the way to Croydon, and you know, on the Saturday, and I get in there, and so I've been in therapy for years. American, you know, yeah, I can yeah, for sure. all this. But this woman that I see is like hard core Freudian like you know it is no touch this is not like well anyway the point is this woman this Croydon woman was a fucking hack I sat there I must have sat there for about 20 minutes just listening to all her career accomplishments oh my god I mean then she started I I mean I I, one of the highlights and this was one of a couple things that happens so I am an emetophobe which is like a a diagnosed fear of vomiting like I can't you know it's a huge huge problem for me and has been since I was a child she was basically her take was my body wanted to be pregnant but I wasn't letting it I wasn't allowing it to become pregnant great so basically I actually happen to be a woman who understands it's not my fault and now I've got this fucking asshole telling me Hmm, wasn't that interesting? I think the body want, and I can remember, and I try and use this now, like with stand up, like yeah. in terms of managing anxiety and managing, yeah. like being like you are in control of your brain. Yeah, I remember if I was a stronger, uh, stronger, a different type of person, more confrontational, I would have been like, do you know? I, I'm here's your money I, because, but I'm gonna excuse myself from yeah. this situation, and I just went. You're stronger than this. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need to. You're stronger. Sometimes you don't need to tell everybody what they're doing wrong. Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to like scream in their face. Right. I'm just going to sit back. Let you do your job. And and let you do your job. And then actually I was glad that I did because the hypnosis stuff was really, really good. (laughs) And I was. Take what you want. Yeah. Take what you want. And she talked me through this thing, which I still use now, which is about like you see a stop sign and Ah. that stops a thought and how you hypnotize yourself. And I did all of that during all of the the next round of IVF yeah, yeah. and you know I listened to the you know the doctor had said it's not if it's when yeah so if it's not this time then it will be the next time or the next you know yeah so we put an embryo up me early 2015 August and I stay, you know, you just know that you're not going to sleep that night yeah but also you have to build up enough urine to take like a nice big fat <laughs> Uh, pregnancy test and when I'd been pregnant the first time we were in Chicago Uh, we had gone for my mother's birthday and I woke up in the morning like in my childhood bedroom with my husband there knowing I had to take this pregnancy test and I peed on the stick and I know this I couldn't tell if I was pregnant wow and so obviously I was there was this the faintest line and and as it turned out that was part of the reason it was you know the hormones were all off and weird So I made my husband at like three in the morning Chicago time because we were jet lagged and all this take me to A and E in my hometown. Wow. We wound up spending a thousand pounds just straight out the gate, and I'm insured, but yeah, that's the U.S. Yeah. for you. And then this woman came in and told me I was pregnant. Blah blah. So this time, that had been my first experience with a positive wow. pregnancy test. So this time, I watched the documentary Every Little Step, which is about the Broadway revival of A Chorus Line, which is my favorite ever musical. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And I watched it all night and. <laughs> It um, made me feel safe, and 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 um, I woke up in the morning and peed on the stick, and I wanted. 
I think I wanted a moment to myself yeah, before yeah. I told, like, I think I, I wanted to tell my husband, but he woke up, you know, and I was like, well, I just peed, but it said to give it to, and like, as I said, two minutes, I looked at it, it was like <gasps> bright double line. Oh I was like, I'm pregnant. Oh. And it was just, it was the best day of my entire life. You see, it was the greatest I day. I know not, I know it's a really hard journey and not everyone has happy endings, but I also think as much as it's important to acknowledge that, it's important to acknowledge that's great. Yeah. It's really good. Like, that's amazing. And then you do have this amazing little boy and everything stands, you know, it's all a balance. And, you know, because I, I understand just well, about people listening. this is what's so interesting is that, like, like, with your podcast, obviously, like, a happy ending is not... Yeah, but that's what I'm so... It's so nice. Part of the... <laughs> it's so nice because we have so many sad endings where people are like, well, but it's you know that is the world that is life and death they're just intrinsically connected and it's I I hope people understand it's really nice to have a happy ending every now and again that you that you did get pregnant and you did and you you know yes it's hard and all of those things that should be celebrated as much as the sadness should be acknowledged you can't just be like yeah but screw your happiness these people aren't happy yeah it's the same but I think it's also like part of what was really instructive about it as well is it was I think for me anyway, it can be very difficult to understand that things can be different than they are. Like you sort of think of yourself in one sort of box or something. And I was like, you know, so I was single for years and years and years and years and years and years before. And I was just like, I'm, I'm her. I'm like, I'm the single girl. Like I have all these friends who this and this, but I'm like, I'm single. That's my, that's my my deal. Single Sarah. Sarah will have the funny sex stories, you know. And that now is a lifetime ago. But that was who I was for, you know, and for these years, like three years, it was like... And to understand, like, yeah, you you know, <coughs> you change, you grow. Right. And it's the same, yeah, it's the same with grief. Like, obviously, I'm still very different to that girl who was so angry that her dad had died. And I still have moments and you still get flashes. I mean, I'm sure you still have your funny sex stories, but now they're about your <laughs> I husband. I sure do. <laughs> um Anyway, Sarah, thank you so much for coming to talk to me. Oh, it was all right. It was was all right. (laughs) Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You can follow Sarah on Twitter at Sarah Barron and you can see her at the Edinburgh Fringe this year in her show For Worse. It's on at the Tron at 3.40 throughout August. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Griefcast or email thegriefcast at gmail.com. Music was provided by the Glue Ensemble and the show was edited by Kate Holland with thanks to Whistledown Studios. And remember, you are not alone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.